What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. He never let a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see? Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe. You know you can't bring that weak-ass stuff up in this humpy bumpy. You kill the joke. You make some more. You know that, baby. Else you're in for a long day. A long day. Adam K., the brewmeister. I know it. I know it. I totally know it. And the lovely Lady M. I met a dolphin down there, and I swear to God, that dolphin looked not at me, but into my soul. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Cigar Lounge at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. And I am on a tirade this morning. Oh, boy. I'm just ripping on everybody and everything this morning. Uh, I'm just sitting here quietly. (laughs) Emily's about to cry. We have everything. Yeah, it's listening. (laughs) No, I mean, listen, seriously. John D. is sitting here waiting. Everybody knows he's like, you know, the original hermit, you know, curmudgeon. I just said to him, I said, I'm beginning to empathize with him. You know, I'm just starting to, everybody's starting to piss me off. I didn't do anything yet. Yeah. John's all, our producer's all proud of his uh, intro. He's like the intro maker. He's not a producer. He wants to make an intro for everything ever. I like his Even Colin's laughing in the studio right now. <laughs> I think we have, what, 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 is it called an intro? What is it called again? Uh, Imaging. Imaging. Yeah. I think we have more intros in our two hours than like every other station combined. Hey, at least they're good ones. Yeah. That one made me laugh. That movie's hilarious. Bridesmaids, have you seen it? Yes. It's so funny. <laughs> the best is when she has to go to the bathroom on the sink. Or, or, or just rolls oh, over. Oh, that's After terrible. After they eat the, the Brazilian restaurant. Yeah, in the was, wedding dresses. <laughs> Good movie. Speaking of movies, I'd like to personally thank CV Radio and my producer, John Brand, for sending me to the most disgusting movie house ever in the history of my life. This is bad. My wife, my pregnant wife almost vomited wanted to get out of there. <laughs> like, I you don't want to sit in the chair. She was like miserable. First off, you know, I, you could say I'm above average size human being. You know, maybe above the normal average median scale for men. Yeah. Okay? This is one of those movie theaters that didn't even have the arms that go up on the chair. Right. Oh yeah, he's laughing. He's laughing as I tried to did wedge they, did they recline? my eight-foot ass in this three-foot seat. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know if it reclined or not, but the chair that I sat in now reclines. <laughs> now reclines. All right. It was a disgusting... Why would you open up a movie? Th- Is that like a half-price theater? Who goes there? <laughs> Why? 
I would drive 40 minutes out of my way not to go to that movie theater. We got passes from our producer. Yeah, here, go see Edge of Tomorrow on us, you know. It was the opening Alco night. Alcove Movie Theater in Boynton Beach, like right around the corner from here. Meanwhile, you have this beautiful Cinemark. Like, you feel like you're going to Hollywood, the red carpet, you know. I'm going, you know. And they have ballet. They, they got valet, they got a bar, they got a restaurant. This was like, seriously, the most disgusting movie theater ever. I thought, I really felt like I was like in the 70s, like in the little porno movie theaters, <laughs> you know? I just want to go to this theater just to experience it. <laughs> the smell of it was utterly uh. disgusting. They didn't even have the AC on, it was like musty. <laughs> My wife said I could feel the breathing. Oh, God. That was her expression. <laughs> she could feel the breathing. So thank you very much to CV Radio, my producer, John Brad, for totally ruining our one date night a week. Much appreciated. At least we got a good story out of it. Horrendous. And the movie was so-so. Don't go run and see it. What was it? Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, the Tom Cruise movie. You're yes. coming off of his last sci-fi, uh, Oblivion, which I loved. I never saw that yet. Great movie. I need to see it. You will cry. I cry. Well, yeah, obviously, no but you what. will really cry. Okay. It's a great movie. Can you so I haven't seen it no. yet. Great movie. So, it's like, my wife's, like, seen it, like, ten times. Like, I come home, and she's still, still watching it on TV, on yeah. HBO, where we are. But it was a great movie, and this one was, eh, wait for it to show up on uh, Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Not worth running out to the theater for. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, it's just a sci-fi version of Groundhog Day. Pretty much it. Nothing unexpected, no curveballs. Some very f- funny little scenes, you know, but that you've seen in Groundhog Day. Right. We, you know, when you live the same day over and over again, you know? When you live the same day over and over again, eventually you learn not to step in the puddle. And there you have it. All right. Kiss My Ash Radio. We like to give away stuff every day. <laughs> uh, okay. If you follow us on Facebook and Twitter out there, ladies and gentlemen, we post a word every Friday. And if you're the 10th caller, when you hear this social media word, you're going to get a five-pack of these Beautiful. The Crossier cigars that we're going to ask our good friend here earlier, later on today, about these ten, each 10 years golden blend. So uh, we're going to ask Santana specifically about this. I'm getting ready to light this up. Oh, you've lit it up already. Oh, yeah. I grabbed your matches earlier, but then I started talking, so I didn't have a chance to, to light it up. But how is it? Oh, these things are fantastic. He gave me one of these last night. They are great. Well, we're going to get more into that. Uh, also, Zycar. Mm-hmm. Products guaranteed for life, ladies and gentlemen. You want a cutter or a lighter that will not fail you. Zycar is a brand, and they stand by it for the lifetime of its uh, existence. And Lady M, what are the fine folks at Zycar giving away this week? This week, when you are the 10th caller after hearing this sound, we are going to give away the Zycar ProTemp uh, Digital Hygrometer. This is a wireless remote hygrometer system. It can read up to three separate remote units in different locations in humidors. So pretty much it allows you to check the uh, humidity of all of your humidors on one device. Mm. Pretty nifty. For people with multiple humidors yes. who don't want to open the doors, fantastic. This works. Yeah, you're going home with over an $80 value of Zycar. How many? What's the value? $80. $80 value. $80 value. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, John D. <laughs> yeah, well, John. Yeah. Uh, good thing we don't have a camera anymore. Yeah. I just keep it on John. That'd be the most entertaining thing ever. Speaking of entertaining, we had a good time last night. Uh, we got Cigar Coop out in the audience today, and we're going to get him on the air. He's not scheduled. Is he scheduled to be on the show? No. Nope. Well, he's in town, so we're going to put him on the air anyway. Absolutely. Got a few questions for him. We're going to talk to him. He came all the way in for the Bunker Buster event last night, which I have to say was very 
very good time last night. Great. Uh, Bunker Buster, which uh, everybody was really raving about. Cigar's been a good hit. Oh, the eighth installment of the Microblank series from uh, Smoke In. Such a good stick. Um, we did a live feed with the sensei himself in Dojo Nation, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'd like to give a big shout-out to all our fans in the Dojo Nation uh, for helping us with our Gars for Gunner drive. Uh, we had a goal to reach 1,000 cigars, and we actually, in literally like two weeks, made 1,080 cigars. And we matched it with another 1,080 cigars. We sent over 2,100 sticks to the military uh, this week. So, big shout-out. I think it went to about, about eight different APOs. Uh, something like that. One, one, we got this one response from a guy who's a Marine. Because, you know, we, we, we listed everybody who we sent the guards for gunnery. We sent out e-blast with a picture of all the 2,000 cigars and all the APOs that we're sending out to. And a Marine emailed me and says, you know, I see you're only sending them to people in the Army. You know, uh, we're, we're hardworking from the line. How come I don't see any Marines on there? I could have really been a smartass, but I respect it. I said, because you know what? Those Army people have enough time to get online and sign up for it. Well, you guys are hard at work defending our country. But I'll tell you what, you send me your information, I'll sign you up. <laughs> but yeah, anybody out there listening who's a uh, serviceman or out there defending and, and working, uh, protecting our freedoms, all you got to do is go to uh, www.smoking.com. There's a Guards for Gunners program. Click, put, us your, put in your APO, your address, and you just get worked into the rotation. You know, we're, we're sending out stuff on a regular basis. At least every month, we're sending stuff out to the military. So... Uh, big thank you to uh, Dojo Nation. Those guys came out strong to support it. I mean, I'm still trying my mind. I'll get it during the break. I promise I'm going to light this up during the break. <laughs> but uh, we reached our goal, and it was, it was nice to That's do That's fantastic. That. Very cool. Nice stuff. And uh, we were on with the Sensei Master last night, live feed for a smoke night, Eric mm-hmm. Espinosa and myself, talking about the Bunker Buster event. So that was kind of a cool experience. I didn't know, you know when he started doing those? Uh, no idea. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was kind of like a live webcam interview with the sensei himself on Dojo Nation last night. <laughs> Very cool stuff. Hmm. Well, up ahead, we got great stuff. Uh, we got Santana oh. DS from Pure Aroma Cigars. We're going to talk about this wonderful brand, the Cross the A, which actually Eric Espinosa brought to my attention about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, we got uh, John D13. Uh, also, Factor Crap. You guys, anybody want to call us in? Get ready for Factor Crap. Give us a call. We're going to do that in the second half. You can win some cigars. Take it right out of... Who's humidor today? Adam Case. Adam Case. Adam Case. Oh, Humidor. really? So great stuff ahead. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you gotta go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoy de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoya de Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. 
This is Dan Tian from El Tiante Cigars. Listening to Kiss My Ash Radio is like hitting a grand slam. Hey, cigar enthusiasts. Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Are you tired of all the new cigars coming out? If so, forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic. Casa Magna. Ranked the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2008, Casa Magna delivers the same rich, bold flavors year after year, and always at an affordable price. So the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of, just grab a Casa Magna and rest assured you've made the right decision. Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day, year after year. Lovers of full-body cigars are in for an awesome treat. Monte from Monte Cristo, a bold, modern cigar, uniquely crafted with not one, but two binders. A robust Corojo binder is paired with a spicy Olor binder. The two binders add strength and complexity for an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A dark Ecuadorian wrapper gives the Monte even more punch, ensuring a knockout experience. Double binder, amazing flavor, great price. That's Monte. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Probably a good idea. I mean, it was a traumatic experience, man. Hilarious. I may not be able to walk into a movie theater for another year or two. Wow, and you love movies. Just out of fear. It was so bad. So, I was waiting, like, I was waiting for... You always put a home theater in. Burt Reynolds to come out, you know, in Roller Girl. Roller Girl. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Actually, Emily has no idea to the reference. But no, no, I don't know what Roller Girl means. Really? I don't know. You actually could be a Roller Girl, actually. They she roll around. Like roller girl I can totally see. Absolutely. You, roll, you, you roller skate? Gram. You are roller skate? Yeah, I can roller skate. We should be Roller Girl for Halloween. Okay. Seriously. Excellent! There you go. <laughs> well done. All right. Does I'll Cigar Tech have an intro? Uh, it must. Everything has an intro. Our intros have intros on this show. <laughs> for Cigar Tech. <laughs> All right. Adam K. Oh, boy. Here we are. We're going to work your... Oh, there's actually no intro for this. Wow. <laughs> You'll work on that next week, John. All right. All right. Every now and then, our listeners actually have a question, want some advice, need some 
guidance on what to do. And unfortunately, the best guy we could find to help him was Adam K. Oh, man. Really? Meister. All right, we got Charles from Tampa, Florida. Summertime is here. Do you have any good suggestions to avoid an overheated humidor? Ah, that is a good question. Don't keep it outside. <laughs> That's a good, uh, you know, a lot of people have this issue, and it does happen because we do live in Florida. It gets excessively hot, and you don't want to have your electric bill go extremely high. But the best thing you can do is make sure you keep your house regulated at the right temperature. You know, don't... Don't put your humidor outside. Don't put it outside is one, but, you know, keep it, you have to keep in mind, your cigars are living things. They... As the temperature goes up or the humidity goes down and goes back and forth. Wow, that was really high. Um, Much better. Yeah. What took you so long? Because I didn't realize that was over there from last night. Oh, wow. I've been listening to Reverb for the last 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Now that I'm talking, let's turn it down a little bit. I just noticed the, I just <laughs> noticed the knob. I had to turn it up for the live feed last night. That's live where that feed. was. Um, <laughs> so basically, try not to over-regulate your house, you know, play with your thermostat too much, you know, up during the day, down at night. All right, try so and leave so. it consistently. Listen, I don't know how people do it here in Florida, but before I had children, my air conditioner didn't shut off all year round. It was set to 70 solid. Are you kidding me? Minimum 70. I used to have a Harley, and I, I used to come home. I lived, like, in a townhouse. And, you know, you, know, you rumble home at 3 in the morning, you know, I would, like... I try to turn it off, like you know, 100 yards away, and like kind of coast in. <laughs> and you know, one morning I call him in the morning after I've been out like till three in the morning. I said, "Listen, man, I'm sorry. I hope my motorcycle, you know, doesn't wake you up when I'm coming." He goes, "Dude, your motorcycle's fine. We just appreciate you shutting your AC off once in a blue moon. That thing would just whirl all day, 20 more or seven. It'd be like fall, you know, 74 degrees outside. Everybody's got their windows open. My AC's going. Oh my god. That's all every year, but yeah, I do not have humidor problems overheating in my home. No. Neither do I. But since we had kids, in the sake of not freezing them to death, now I, I sweat in the house. <laughs> Poor children. All right, we got another question here. Evelyn from Chesterfield, Louisiana. Is it a bad thing to intermix all my cigars in a personal humidor? Do they have any effect on each other? Are you leaving them celloed or uncelloed? Uncelloed. Uncelloed. Well, See, I think some, I'm going to go out on a whim here. Why don't you answer for uncelloed and combo? Well, this is one of those great debates that happens in the cigar world, you know, for people who are big collectors of cigars. It goes into the one thing of cello on, cello off. I mean, a lot of, I'm a cello on guy. I know John D. He's a cello off. Abe's a cello off. The only reason why you'd keep, first of all, cello's breathable. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't really that make that much difference. The only reason why you keep some cellos on, if you know I'm taking these out tomorrow night, I'm going to throw them in my shirt pocket, I want some extra head protection. If I'm displaying cigars in my humidor, I take all the cello off. And, you know, some people say you shouldn't store Maduros next to natural wrappers and, you know, all this stuff. And maybe when we get Santana on a little bit later, we'll ask him about that and see how he feels. Mm -hmm. I never mind melding my Maduros and natural wrappers next to each other. The only thing you really don't want to do is put any aromatic or flavors in the humidor or cognac flavor, anything. Anything that has a scent or flavor or an aroma because... You know, cigars are like sponges, and they're going to start absorbing that, and they're all going to start tasting a little bit better. Yeah, like that. that's the big thing I was going to say is you watch out for your acids, your Tatianas, your flavored cigars, and usually we'll have your a cedar separate... Wraps, your cedar wraps, if, if you, you know, th- that could affect some of the other cigars as well, yes. but 
that's never really been a big bother for me anyway, because most of these cigars come in cedar boxes anyway. I mean, yep. they're, they've had exposure to cedar at some point or another, at, at some point or another. So oh, yeah. that doesn't really make a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, I see a personal question on this list. Brewmeister, after listening to the show for the past few months, I've noticed that you haven't had much luck with the ladies. Have you considered <laughs> a dating website or maybe something as simple as Tinder? Do you have Tinder? No. Oh, and Anthony from Albany, New York. Thank you for asking that question. What's Tinder? Tinder is an app on your phone. And from what I gathered, you sign up for it and everybody signs up when not. And it just gives you girls that are, like, close to you or something. Like It's like a slutty app. No. Well, it, apparently, we live in an area now. I don't know. I don't have all it. I, all I, I know just about see my friends. Lie. I you see know my, exactly what it is. I know. I see my friends on it, and he'll be like, oh. This is a lie. So and so. No. Does anybody believe her out there? It tells you, like, no, how far they are. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, it's like, like five miles from you. It'll pull up oh, a profile. She doesn't know nothing about the app, but they tell you how far. Uh, yeah. All I know yeah. about Tinder is that it's what the Olympic athletes were using last year at the Winter Olympics to hook up. Really? Yeah. Uh, from what I know of Tinder, all you do is it, you. It's like a, it's like an app for it's a Craigslist app. Basically, kind pretty of. Pretty much. It pretty much is because all you do is you get a bunch of picture people that are like-minded with the things you answer for, and it just gives you pictures. You scroll left if you don't like them, and then you scroll right if you do, See, he knows and then more it matches about it. up with he things. He has it. So no, has I read it. I read an article on it. Oh. I am not on Tinder. I highly believe him that he read an article. I know, on but it. so are yeah. you saying that you're? I, are you completely opposed to online dating? Yeah. Uh, depends if it's free or not. How's our dating thing going with Rocky Patel? Are we getting that guy in? I saw the email. We got a phone conference going. I think we should do a double session. Oh, boy. We should do a Rocky Patel, Adam K. Brewmeister. That would be amazing. And then even better, we send them both on a double date together. <laughs> and we record it for YouTube. For pay-per-view. This could be good. Adam K. and Rocky Patel on a double date. I like it. Huge ratings. Can we go out for Italian food? Actually, I would pay you extra money if you'd go like a complete like Indian garb. That. All right. I don't mean American Indian. Okay. Yeah, Indian Indian. Like Rocky Indian. Yeah. All right. Well, as long as he doesn't find that offensive, I'm, I'm sure I can borrow an outfit from him or something. He might. Yeah, he might lend you one. Yeah, I'll call Nimish see if he's. Adam, I have the perfect outfit for you. <laughs> he sounds like Arnold a little bit. Yeah. Adam? And, no, Rocky Patel. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, Adam does not. Rocky does sound uh, a little bit like Arnold. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can do great things for you, Eric. Uh, I have your cigars. Uh, right. I lost track. <laughs> we, we, we in cigar do we, have, do we have more questions? We more Did questions. we get a good answer? I think that was a, de- a decent answer. I think I think Lady M just wanted to throw Tinder out there. She's she's such a high-volume user, they, they, they got to her to give them a free plug on our show. <laughs> Yeah, Tinder. I don't need Tinder. I have a boyfriend. You got to use it if you're single. We don't know which way you guys go. No, we don't go that way. All right, let's. One more question for you, Ashley from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, She just received a gift. It was a box pressed um, cigar. What is the difference between a box press? What's the process? How does that? How do they box press something? All right. Basically, uh, we have some wood molds in the vintage room currently now. Yes. that are there um, and all the wood molds kind of it's a specially designed mold that'll box press it and what it does is you 
have the cigar that it's made, you then put it in the press, and it'll give it that shape. And there are a couple different shapes you can put through, a la with the new 40th anniversary Solomon press from our good friends over at Quesada Cigars. They have a specially designed press that puts the shape into it. And it's kind of then compressed and left there, and it's a couple of weeks, usually. Are the cigars wet when they go in there to be pressed? Mm, not that I know of. Just wondering. Probably be a good question. We'll, we'll ask Santana. Yeah. We'll be right up after this for our Meet Your Maker segment, so don't go anywhere. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. In their Miami factory, Casa Fernandez makes the finest limited quantity cigars with Class 7 Cuban Master Rollers. Made in the USA in the Cuban tradition. The chocolate bar, the Casa Fernandez Reserva Maduro Corona Extra 5x46 was a big hit at the 2013 IPCPR. The Miami-made Reserva Maduro was blended by our world-renowned Arsenio Ramos, proudly made in the U.S. with the world's best rollers and Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaves of tobacco. This is Chris Sanchez with Takasa and Cult Cigars, and all you need at Kiss My Ash Radio is a $40 camera and a karaoke microphone. (laughs) You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest-rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Melanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Melanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Casa, you might Christmas cigar bar here in the heart of Woodview, Florida, with my crew Adam King and the lovely Lady M. Lady M, what are the plans this weekend? Paddleboarding, windsurfing, skydiving, <laughs> a little tindering. <laughs> we'll do it all. Actually, my father's in town visiting right now, so. John caught that. <laughs> a little pool, beach, tennis. Actually, going to go play some tennis after this. Tennis? Yes. Yes. Kill it on the tennis court. You, your father's actually like a renowned tennis coach. Tennis pro, yes. Pro, yeah. Solid. Yes. Is that where you got your good form? Yes. 
That do- that two-hand backhand. I've never played tennis with you, but I've seen your awesome form on the racquetball court. Thank you. <laughs> she, back- she backhands in racquetball, yes. <laughs> two-handed backhand with a racquetball racket. It's really hard it to break a two-handed backhand that you've been playing with for 25 no, years, though. But we, we're, we work it out. Cool. Any plans? I actually called him last Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah. He was on the golf course. Good. With little man Stu, the Mick. Who else? Uh, a bunch of my other buddies. I find it hard that he has buddies. No, he can have buddies. Really? But like golf buddies. Like, do you go and hang out at night? Yeah. Look, you're already <laughs> doubting your own comment. <laughs> no, because I know that he goes out and about and does things. Yeah. Any any plans this weekend? Uh, we're probably gonna play a little golf tomorrow, but uh, oh! today I gotta do a little laundry. And uh, I was walking around the house. And I realized it hasn't been cleaned in a while, so it's going to get a full top-to-bottom cleaning. Stu's been very busy. Yeah, and uh, I just haven't been paying attention, and the who, place is a mess. Who takes the subversive feminine role in your household? Subversive feminine role? Yeah. I don't think anybody. Well, somebody always is when two dudes are living together. A little cleaner. One, yeah, one's more the female. Yeah, yeah, come on. All right, it's me. Yeah, yeah it's totally Adam. I knew it. You can tell just by looking at Adam's desk. It. Adam's desk is organized, and yeah. everything has a place. And you, you make the dinner and set out the plates for the both of you guys when the food's done, right? No, because we don't even have a table. Where do you eat? In front of the TV. Okay, let me guess. You do the cooking? Uh, no, we go back and forth. You do a majority? Uh, yeah, probably. When you cook, do you bring his plate out to him? No. Mm. He's got to get his own plate. Mm. That's just weird. Do you make his bed? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> there are some places other dudes don't go. <laughs> <coughs> Those crevices between the Okay, time to move on. <laughs> uh, every week we like to invite a very special guest to be on why I consider my favorite part of this show. Me, your maker. Attention please, the smoking light has been turned on. This week, for the first time, we have Santana Diaz from Pure Roma Cigars. as is DeCrossier Brand. Santana, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio, first time. Thank you for being on with us. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Pleasure is all ours, my friend. You all right there? Yeah. Go ahead. Move that a little closer to your mouth so we can all hear right. you. Can you hear me now? Beautiful. Yeah, now we're yeah. good. So, Santana, I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. Eric actually first brought me your band it had to be at least over a year and a it half was, ago. Yeah. it was because we, i still he, have the box oh really it's still somewhere in the storage room of some samples he gave mm-hmm. me and so because i you really hey, i'm pretty sure it was we were here and the store wasn't even open yet it wasn't. and eric came by and brought him and he gave us one that was fantastic eric had bought me him down in pompano before we even started working on this oh. yeah i mean we were, this was probably under construction but we weren't here yet I feel like he and Santana came, and you and I were here. Oh, Abe, Abe wasn't here. Yeah, I, I, here? I, I, was I wasn't here. Oh, no, I, I you was, weren't here. I was here, and Eric and Santana were here. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, it was we you, went, me, and Eric. Um, we were we here. We went our way up to um, uh, Sun Event in Jacksonville. Uh-huh. You have it all sorted out now? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yep. Um, but one, one of the things that impressed me was the construction. He had this beautiful rapper, and I'll be honest with you, this is about the time Eric and I were were talking or playing about Bunker Buster. And um, I said, man, I love that look of that rapper and the taste of it. 
He's like, eh, you can't get any more of that rapper. <laughs> I think he might have actually contacted you about yeah. it, but it was some good stuff. So, uh, Santana, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got in the cigar business. Uh, well, my uh, past in Cuba, you know, as childhood, I was uh, pretty much involved in cigar box making. Uh, I got involved in some cigar making as well. So you were born in Cuba? Yes. And what year did you come over to the States? Uh, 95. Wow, okay, yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, I had to leave Cuba because, you know, we were trying to just get our freedom. And uh, If you don't mind, I ask because I'm just a little bit curious. How, how do you leave? Uh, well, out of tobacco, I saved some money. And uh, I bought a, uh, uh, an invitation letter to Sweden. You have to buy it because it, it comes down to literally yeah. buying your way out. Yeah, I have to buy. Yeah, I have to buy your way out. Wow! And basically, you just, uh, get a permit to get out of Cuba and never come back. That was pretty much it. And, and did you leave a lot of family behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole family. I lived all myself. Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh, God bless. Um, so you came over in '95. You saw you, you. You actually went to Sweden first. Yeah, I went to Sweden, lived there for a couple of years, and then I... Uh, How are the women? Good, beautiful, blonde and blue eyes. The Swedes. We have a we team, have team Sweden. Sweden at Smoke yeah. Inn. There's, yeah. a, there's a university behind our West Palm Beach store. They're all Swedish girls. They work on great smoke this is, right, every uh, year. This summer when yeah. they uh, go to the lakes. And what do you call that festival, off. the annual festival? The Great Smoke? No, the Swedish thing where they wear the flowers on their heads. And all summer, summer Fest or something. You know you forgot? Summer... Summer something, uh, summer fest. The summer solstice. No. We were in New they York. Like, they like they. Were we in Chicago or New no, York? No, we were in New York City. We were in New yeah, York. the Swedish girls yeah, yeah. had the flower wreaths around their head. So, and anyways, everything. for two years in Sweden, what did you do those two years you were in Sweden? Uh, yes, uh, basically wash dishes. Wow. In a couple of restaurants, working 16 hours a day, trying to make a living out of it, going to school in the weekends to get handle the language. Trying to learn the Swedish language, which is really hard. Did you pick up any Swedish? Uh, a little bit. You know, wow. I forgot all about it already, <laughs> but you know, this English took over me. I'm still working on it. So, um, but it was it was a great experience. Uh, you know, you have to work really hard for. I mean, when you're on your own, you don't have a family around you to support you. It's on you. Yeah. You have to be be a man. You know, to be able to survive. If you don't ask, how how old are you at this time? You're in Sweden. Uh, was about 22. Yeah, wow. Yeah. All right, so you're there for two years. What? At what point? Now, did you come to the U.S. right after that? Yeah. Uh, after a couple of years, being applying for asylum, they reject the citizenship, and I have to say, okay, well, if you guys don't want me here, I'm just gonna get out. Sweden didn't watch you. Yes. Yes. A lot of Cubans went back to Cuba. Uh, was about 2,500 Cubans there applying for asylum. Uh, and they went back to Cuba? A lot of them, they went to Cuba voluntarily. Others were deported. So at some point well, I was... Did they go back because they had no choice or... Uh, well, they really had no choice. No choice. I mean... Sweden was... They couldn't just... If they went anywhere else, they'd be there illegally anyway. Yes, yes. And, so instead and, of being illegal, they decided, we'll just go back to Cuba. Yeah, a lot of them wow. went back to Cuba, and a lot of them were deported too. Yeah, they were, Portugal? 
no, deported. Oh, deported. deported. Got caught because yeah. they stayed past their stay. Yeah, they suspended. I mean, they usually suspend your uh, uh, help, uh, you know, the money. And, Work and everything, yeah. And they go to your apartment and they pick you up, put you in a plane, send you back. So I, got, I was lucky. I, you know, had a great hideout. <laughs> I agree. Then, uh, Amazing. How I long did you stay after your, you were allowed to stay there? Say again? How long? You were allowed to be in Sweden for a certain number of time, right? A time, yes. How long were you there after the time expired? Uh, probably about five months wow. after the expires. After I get my uh, uh, notification of being deported, about five months. So you were ducking them for five yes, months? Yes, Holy jumping cow. from one apartment to another, you know, trying to... Not to be, uh, I mean, to be caught. Yeah. Basically. At yeah. this point, are you? How did you get out of Sweden? Uh, because I work a lot and I save all my money. You know, not in the bank, in my bed. Yeah. Right? Under my bed. Yeah. My cash. The mattress, right? And I, uh, I managed to get a passport, an Spanish passport, fake one. Wow. And wow. you know, I went to all these immigration. I went. I, I took a train from Stockton all the way down to Spain. In Spain, I spent about eight, eight dates, and they, they put me in a plane to the States. And that's how I got in. So you got in on the fake passport. Yeah. And when that's I got here, they put me in jail. Put me at Kron. Wow. <laughs> hold on, hold days. on, hold on. Stop right there. We're talking with uh, Santana Diaz from Pure Aroma Cigars and uh, starting out on how he got to this country. And we just left off. They, they, when he got here, finally, they welcomed yes. you by putting you in jail. We're going to find out what happened more right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year and Rob Report's Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoking location. 
Hi, I'm Petra the Babna. Mine has the Cigar King, which makes me the Cigar Princess. And you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the Laurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the Laurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a nine. Rating by Cigar Aficionado Magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. What makes a man devote over 40 years of his life to making premium cigars? Very simple passion, pride, creative love for the product, and a clear connection with the people who share these values. The embodiment of these values is Matilde. Together with his sons, Master Cigar Blender, Jose Cejas has embarked on a journey to make the best cigars in the world. Now available in selected stores all over the USA. To find your nearest retailer, please visit MatildeCigars.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. Honest Abe here, broadcasting live from the main cigar lounge of the world famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar, in the heart of Boyd Beach, Florida, with the Adam K and the lovely Lady M. I guess John's going to send you some flowers during the break. Yeah, we're going to see how. Uh, what did these warehouse flowers or something? We were just talking. We were just talking about during the break how you, no matter what you do to your wife and your girlfriend, just send flowers. Send flowers. It's it makes problem. everything so you know, much more better. You forgot to take out the trash. Send flowers. Yeah. You know? You screw her sister, said flowers. It's all okay. okay. Flowers makes it all good. I love flowers, though. I can't <laughs> deny that. Anyways, so let me ask you. If Duncan screws your sister and sends you flowers, is that right? No. How about a big bouquet of flowers? No. Like like you walk into the house and it's covered no, with flowers? No, something that circumstance is oh, come not on. Right. No. We know flowers should make you happy. You start crying as soon as you saw them. Look, look, she's thinking about it because she knows she No, did. I just, flowers are a nice gesture. Yes. All right. Big congratulations to Damien from Miramar, Florida. He was our Zycar winner today. I hope you have five humidors. Are they getting actually three pieces or are they getting just two? Oh. It's, I think it's just two. And okay. then you can buy additional units. units. But, well, congratulations. You got the new Zycar Puro Temp digital hygrometer system. And when you figure out how to use it, please give us a call in here on the radio station and explain it to us. All right. <laughs> I'm just awful, man. I really am. All right. Meet your maker segment today. We have Santana Diaz from Pure Roma Cigars. And I'll tell you what, once again, thank you for joining us on our Kiss My Ash Radio, Santana. Uh, before the break, you were telling our listeners the amazing story. You, you grew up in Cuba, how you left at the age of 22. You were stuck in Sweden. You were ducking uh, immigration for five months. You finally got a fake passport. You made it to the United States, and we welcomed you by throwing you in jail. 
Yeah, when uh, when you get to the States and you go to the airport, right, you have to break that passport. Otherwise, they give you two charges, you know. So they knew the passport was fake once you got there. Yeah, you got to throw it away in the bathroom. The, so when you say, I don't know where so my passport is. It, it's like, you know what? But, but I what's... got here by being put in, in the plane. I didn't get here because I had a fake passport and I went to immigration. Otherwise, you get two court dates. So yeah, you ditched your passport before you landed? Of course. So when yeah. you got here, you said, I got no passport? Of course, yeah. They don't ask you and say how you got on the plane? Yeah, they do. And you what do you say? You got to give them a story. You got to give them a story, like you're you a stowaway. Yeah, like, you know, this is somebody amazing. put me in a plane, I paid for somebody to put me in a plane. Wow. I was paying, so uh, that's the way it goes. So you see, I, and there's an education, so yeah. you know this before you go in. Yeah. You know to ditch the passport. Oh, yeah, it's a plan. Because it's another charge. Things. It is a plan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they, you're educated. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so you ditch it, you give them the story. But let me ask you something. Because you didn't come, because once you hit U.S. soil, aren't you automatically get asylum? Uh, no. No, by plane. Not by plane. Only no, by, by sea. The law is by sea. Yes. Wow. Yes. Why? Who makes that rule? A bunch of politicians sitting in office. Let's see here. If they're willing to sit on a raft and, you know, bake in the sun and avoid sharks that come up, we'll give them asylum. But, you know, if they happen to fly in on a plane, we'll throw them in jail. It's just genius here. Uh, they, they, they threw you in jail if you don't have any family or any friends who will send you out, out of the airport, yeah. at, you know, immigration. They say, okay, if you don't have anybody, we're going to take care of you. We're going to put you in uh, Chrome. Where else are you going to go? You go to Chrome, which is a federal prison, and you spend days and days and days until something happens. I got lucky that but the you church knew, got me out. you knew when you left Sweden... I did not know. Oh, you didn't know you were going to go to jail? That one was a surprise. What did you think was going to happen? Uh, I thought, you know, that Chrome was uh, a place where Cubans come, right? And until they get settled. Until they get settled. And I was expecting something nice. Like, when you go to Sweden, you don't have anybody. They give you this beautiful house. There's about five guys <laughs> in it. Welcome to America. And lunches, and they give you money so you can get out. And, you know, I thought it was going to be the same thing here. No. Wow. Federal prison. They gave me this orange uniform. Yeah. They put these cuffs on me. I said, what the hell, dude? I just got to the free country, and you put me in jail. Wow. And that's the way it goes. So I spent 46 days in Chrome. Until the uh, church got me out, they signed my papers, and they put me in a program, and they sent me up to Oregon with another four guys. And, you know, started working and getting two jobs and just making the U.S. living. So you're up in Oregon. Mm-hmm. What a place to come as a Cuban to the other way up in Oregon. Yeah, you know, they, they, they just place you uh, whatever they can. It's a church program, I mean, program. We're, we're, we're listening to the amazing the story of Santana Diaz from Pure Roma Cigars and how he actually got to this country and started a wonderful business that he has now. So you're in Oregon. How do you make it to Miami? Uh, my family, they decided to start, you know, leaving Cuba. They say, well, we all want to go with you. Say, okay, well, let me start making some money and see if we can get you guys out. So I decided to start trucking. You know, that was the only way, the easy way. To make some money, and I got into trucking. Driving uh, trucks. Yeah, driving trucks, 
And uh, in a year, I own my own truck. Wow. In another two years, I own three or four rigs. Really? And I still own four rigs right now. Wow. Which I'm selling so I can... Focus on the cigar side. Cigar industry type of thing. All right, so you got four rigs. You're still in Oregon? Yes. Okay, you got yeah. four rigs. You're in Oregon. You're, you're trucking. Yeah. How do you get to Miami? Oh, I mean, no. I'm, I'm, I mean, the four rigs came when I came to Miami. Okay. Yeah, so I you came, came to Miami, Miami and started trucking in Miami. My, my sister decided to come. And then when they arrived, I already had a house for her, for my uh, brother-in-law. So they don't go through the things that I went through. So I have to move to Miami. Because my sister came. Sure. Yeah. So okay, then my so mom came, and then my dad came, and the whole family started coming. Well, that's how it works, yeah. Yeah. yeah so my, I, my dad's family and mom's family were all immigrants <laughs> from the Middle East, so yeah, absolutely. One, come, one comes, my grandfather, God rest his soul, came first on my mom's side of the family. He came first. They had 10 kids and, and his wife, and, you know, they slowly bought one over at a time. But, you know, they were in Chicago, and it was so cold, and I remember him telling me a story the streets were so icy. People were just falling and slipping everywhere. And it was a big street. And he, he got on his butt and started scooching across the street. And the mounted police in Chicago stopped and said, what are you doing? He says, I can't afford to slip and fall. He was so paranoid that he could fall and break his leg. Cause wow. He was paying to yep. get his kids over one at a time doing the same thing. So, yeah, amazing stuff. So you're in Miami. You're in the trucking business. You're bringing your family over. Yep. How did the cigars come about? Uh, the cigars came in 2004, I believe it was. My dad, before he came into the States, he had a friend in Cuba. This friend has a factory in Costa Rica, out of his house. It was about five pairs. He was making some cigars for some European customers. And he put me in contact with him because, you know, my dad helped me a lot in Havana of making my tobacco trays and so on, so on, so on. Sure. So he's like, hey, I have a guy for you that is honest, uh, got some good principles. You may get a good match for him. I said, okay, give me his phone number. So I called Jose and everything started clicking. I went to Costa Rica, met with him, and became friends pretty quick. And said, okay, I do. Let me go back to Miami. I'm going to open a company. I'm going to start working on my uh, TTB permits, you know, the import permits sure. and all the permits. And when I get that done, I'm going to call you. See what okay, you can but do. Your background prior to this was in boxes. Yeah, I got involved in some cigar humidors in Havana leading to filling those humidors with cigars so we can get more profit sure, out sure, of the deals. Sure. It was nothing about kind of fitting or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, My sure. dad was a high guy in the government of Cuba, so I couldn't disappoint him at all <laughs> on that level. So I told him that, don't worry about it. I'm not going to get into that. I'm just start rolling some cigars with some rollers from the factories in their houses, supplying tobacco to them. We start making some humidors, trying to make a living out of that. I said, okay, if you want that, I'm going to help you up. So we ended up making a, a cigar, uh, cigar box making type of business. Right. And then the cigars came later. And we got a lot more money out of that. So coming back to Costa Rica. Sure. So uh, I Jose, went back, said, listen, dude, I'm ready. Uh, well, the name. Well, of course, yeah. That's my last, uh, that's my uh, daddy's last name. 
uh, trucking company is also named Trans Crozier. Oh, okay. Uh, it's all about my dad, actually. I love my dad. So, <clears throat> he's... Uh, I just thought you might start crying. No. <laughs> it was a touchy moment. I think. I was... So, I became with the idea, and Jose's wife came. She's like, well, Crozier, what? Yeah, I don't know. And so, she came out with a D. <laughs> you know, his wife came out with a D. And for that day on, it was D. Crozier. It was a hard name even to, to say it and people to get understand it, but it is a big concept behind that name. It's in my heart, so, you know, it would never go wrong. Uh, and the brand, the brand now has been in the industry for how long? It's been in the industry since 2008. Okay. I uh, made a, a mild blend. Limited edition, 2,000 boxes in 2007. We used some Ecuadorian Rosado wrapper, which is impossible to reproduce. It would never be out there again. The one you, I know. the one you guys smoked. Good-looking wrappers. And uh, I took this journey and said, "Dude, this is unbelievable." I was doing the trucking. I'm still doing the trucking. You know, you have to balance. be able to balance yeah. it out. And I went to the IPCPR. I introduced it, and. Uh, I sold about, about 20 boxes, <laughs> and you know it's, it's that been, covered your it's dinner. Been, it's been, Those sales covered your meals there. Yeah, <laughs> well, I spent a lot of money. I know. Show. <laughs> yeah. I know. And it's been it's been slow. I've been taking it, you know, step by step, brick by brick. Right now we have five brands on the on the decors here. Five lines. Yes, five lines, and I'm releasing a new one for the IPCPR this year. Which is going to be very classic. Well, great. Um, Hold on to that. We're going to talk about that line. Right. We've got to take a break at the top of the hour. Okay. We're here with uh, San, uh, Santana Diaz from Pure Roma Cigars and the DeCarcier brand. He'll be telling us about his new line after his break and more about him and his cigar company. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Are you tired of all the new cigars coming out? If so, forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic. Casa Magna. Ranked the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2008, Casa Magna delivers the same rich, bold flavors year after year and always at an affordable price. So the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of, just grab a Casa Magna and rest assured you've made the right decision. Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day, year after year. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. 
Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. This is Bill Paley from Lapalina Cigars. Kiss My Ass Radio is the bomb, man. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa Cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Honest Dave here with my gang, Adam K., the lovely lady. I'm here listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. We are broadcasting live in the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. And we had a couple of texts to my comments about the flowers. <laughs> One of my buddies says, does that really work? I said, sure. He goes, well, my wife only has brothers, so I don't need flowers. <laughs> Shout out to Mikey V and Visions, Vintage Visions Innovative Electronics of West Palm Beach, who's done all the high-tech wiring of our state-of-the-art systems here at the Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar. And they can Beach. do it for you. What was that? They can do it for you, they too. They can do it for you. Awesome stuff. We control everything here with iPads and iPhones and turn on all our TVs and satellites and sounds. Actually, he just installed some, cool, just installed some awesome stuff for me now. I can actually lock all my doors in my house right now. Push a button. That's yeah, because cool. I come home late sometimes, and it freaks me out because sometimes I come home, and, like, I come home, my, my door's unlocked. You know, they go in and out, and they forget to lock the doors. Now I just... You can lock your door. They all lock. Phone. Did you change every lock on your door? It's a, it's a little... Yeah, you have to, yeah, it's a little system you get. It, it, it goes right into the uh, that's Control that, 4 network. Yeah. yeah, have you seen that commercial when yeah, they're at the camp house, and then the kids yeah. show up, and you can turn the water off, and yeah. the lights... Yeah, I don't have the thermostat or the lights on, but we have all the... Uh, TVs and DVRs and cool. everything, all, and all on the iPhone, Jeez. which is really great because I never have to look for a remote control again. Sure. Anywhere, in any room. You always have your phone on you. So anybody interested, just contact us at info at kissmyashradio.com. We'll put you in touch with the fine folks over at Visions. 
and get information about how you could do that for your own home or your business. Now that we've plugged uh, Mikey V well enough on the radio. We're gonna need to get Mike, you're going to need to take an ad out. <laughs> yes. Advertising available here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Uh, so we have Santana Diaz from Pure Roma Cigars. Interesting, great story before the break, talking about how uh, he got to this country. Uh, now we're talking about his cigars and his cigar line. Now, I- I'm smoking. We want to talk about your cigar lines now and get down to business. I'm smoking this, this golden blend, aged 10 years. Now... It's always a little bit of a joke in this industry when I hear the age 10 years. You know, Rocky Patel's had nine-year age tobacco now for the last 50 years. You know, I mean, it's... Yeah. 12 years. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you put a number on something, you really... Yeah. You really... You define it. You back it up. Yeah, I mean, you're defining something. Yeah. There's no more, like, gray area. This is 10 years, so is this a one-shot run, or how, how does this line work? We have the tobaccos to back that golden blend 10 years. But is, uh, is this a regular production? Probably, no. It would okay, not be. so you used 10-year-old tobacco, you made the yeah. line, how many boxes were made? I mean, the 10-year-old tobacco on that blend is about, you know, the Ligero and one Viso. So it's not a complete blend, Great. it's 10 years old. Uh, some of the Visos are probably about three to five years. The wrapper is a year old after fermentation, it's been a year yeah. old. The binder is a Costa Rican binder that is very uh, easy to work with, it's... it's it's great tobacco. It's very thin and it's very elastic and it's well cured. So I, I tell I'm you what, about Adam Key and I have been smoking this Brewmeister and this has really been a fabulous cigar. Yeah. Oh yeah, very but balanced. I, you know, nice. I know what you mean by <clears throat> people putting numbers in series or, and I was aware of that and I said, you know what, we have it. So if we have these 40% of these blends that are actually harvested in 2004. We're gonna. I'm gonna put the number in. So but when that tobacco's gone, then what happens? Say again. You have this 10-year-old aged tobacco you're yes, using. Yes. Yes. When that's gone, then what happens? This line when is it's done. When it's gone, she's gonna basically the uh, secondary band is gonna say something else. That's it's it. It's gonna say uh, golden blend. So we won't see this blend eight years from now. You see that blend probably depends on. But you won't the see it with Right. But you will see it this exact blend. You will with see the, the exact blend probably a couple, couple more years, maybe three. When I the next know. line of tobaccos are ready. Yeah, prob- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say uh, we're not going to be able to rotate that ligero. When that ligero is gone, it's, it's gone. It's done. I, w- I don't know what's going to happen. In five years, anything can happen. See, this is what I like. This is honesty. <laughs> yep. You know, a lot of things may happen. Yeah. Time, you know what I mean? Every evil don't last forever. Uh, I they agree. will go away and we see. Now, uh, I'm, I'm not, we, I don't have crops uh, being grown right now to rotate that little It's impossible. I'll be lying to you if no, I no. say that I have. We just have an amount of bells to back this blend for a while, along with other blends that carry the same type of lijeros and stuff. Now, you brought up the Costa Rican binder which you said is very pliable and very easy to use and very elastic. And if I'm not mistaken, most of this is rolled and done in Costa Rica. Is yes. that right? Yes. Now, what made you go to Costa Rica and use Costa Rican tobacco? Because it's not a lot of people are doing that. It's That's a great question. There were some great cigars made out of Costa Rica. You know, Donald Douglas at a great factory made some great cigars for CAO, and Tony Mahani back in the day when he actually used to make cigars instead of doing porn. 
And um, did I say that on the air? God, it's so bad. <laughs> I have to filter this sometimes. Tony's a great guy. Nothing against him. It's just a joke, Tony. If it gets back to you, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> got a disclaimer in there. But, I mean, there were great cigars made in there, but after Donald Douglas, like nobody wanted to use Costa Rica. Why? Okay, answer the question about Costa Rica. Yeah. The answer number one is you are where your friends are. Ah. This business is about loyalty. You need a manufacturer that is your friend, and you can become partners. As today, Pioroma Cigar Essay in Costa Rica is me and Jose. We, a year ago, we finally got that into paper. So right now, everything is kind of tied on that part, which is really good. Even though, if the blessing goes away and me and Jose disagree, everything's gone. Okay? Forget about the papers. This business is very personal. And if you don't get the right guy with you, because I'm, I'm here now, and he's dead now. Yeah. Working cigars, so we can rotate them. You know, I'm not going to be able to do them all. If you have a huge family, like two sons or three sons, and you can be here or they can be here, it might work. Yeah. It's a work of consistency and you have to be in the factory on your eyes on those rollers so um, the second one Costa Rican tobacco right now in my opinion these couple crops varieties that I would you know to work with one of them is that wrapper that you have mm-hmm. that is a own grown we grow in that wrapper 4,000 feet from sea level the clouds are right there. And I wow. have a picture here to back that statement. Mm-hmm. 4,000 feet above sea level. Above sea level, yes. Holy cow. So the, uh, the soil of, that, of this farm is very rich. We don't own the farm. We're just financing the crops, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the harvest or the season, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so um, in my opinion, that variety and the one we're using for zone binders, is kind of thin and elastic. And it's very, it's not that tasteful. It's kind of neutral, which is good. Mm-hmm. Allows, you know, the viso and the lijero to take off and the wrapper to be itself, flavor-wise. And honestly, other than that, Costa Rica have gone, have gone down in tobacco production when I mean, we come to uh, growing. I know the Paciencia has some involvement in San Isidro, Growing some tobacco, and he takes it into Nicaragua. And yeah, nobody, people. Not people but it's not a big, it's yes. not a big, uh, 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 you know, cigar being grown right now in Costa Rica. It used to be a palmera. Back in those days, back in Palmera, it used to be a lot of tobacco development. Not anymore. Uh, the country of Costa Rica have gone against tobacco completely. We have to pay 20% of the invoice value to import any tobacco from Dominican, Nicaragua. So if it's $1,000, let's say per bell, for example, you got to pay 20% of that. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. That really cuts into your overheads there. And then the labor in Costa Rica is a completely different game than Nicaragua. So that's pretty much why most people are staying out of Costa Rica. Yes. Everybody's staying out of it. It's not cost-effective at this point. I think it's passing a law now that if you make cigars and you sell cigars in Costa Rica, you have to pay some three thousand percent yeah. it's a crazy number. Once so again, smart government getting away of making good mm-hmm. money in business. Yep, yep. Genius politicians. Mm. Anyways, uh, if you're just joining us we have sent uh, Santana Diaz from uh, Pure Aroma Cigars. The brand is De Crossier. Uh, Adam Kay and I have been smoking this cigar, really enjoying it during the show. 
you said you had five different lines. Why don't yeah. you take a little moment to tell our listeners about the five different lines and what the difference is? In yes, life. we have the Golden Blend, 10 years. We have the Imperial Class Vintage, which is the one I just gave you. Right, this one here. This line has about six sizes. They all come in coffins, you know, cedar boxes, very classic brand. And it's a medium body, I would say. Then we have uh, the Presidential 4-Pack. It's another line that it comes in uh, uh, boxes of 12, um, boxes of 10. It's about four sizes on that. Uh, we have the Presidential 4-Pack, which is an extension of the Presidential Collection. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have the Premium Blend on a Connecticut wrapper that is... It's a mild, it's a mild to medium smoke, but it's kind of sweet with uh, the head of from Mastelli on the olivas, and it's very decent on the price. You know, price it's, points uh, are roughly what on your cigars? Price point on these golden blends are from 10 to 14, 13 and a half. Uh, the Imperial Class Vintage is more expensive. They from 10 so to this is, this 14 and a half. This is a very it's a premium line. Yes. Uh, the premium blend is 760, 780 on uh, Torpedo, uh, 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 Toro, sure, 54, sure, Sublime, sure. And, and a double Corona for like, you know, 780, yes. 760. That's pretty decent on the Connecticut wrapper. And um, Presidential Collection is pretty much ranching almost the same of the Imperial Class Vintage. And the new release. That's what I was going to ask you. Santiago. There we go. This new one you're going to get the IPCPR. What's coming up with the IPCPR this year that fans of your cigars are, definitely could look forward to? Uh, come back? No, no. What's the new line? Tell oh, us what the new, new line. release right. is coming up, the IPCPR. This new line, we keeping the name secret until the show. Uh, uh, we don't <laughs> like secrets on the radio. Secret secrets know, are no fun. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret purposes, I have to here. keep a secret. Yeah, I believe in about... 20 more days, I'm going to get my uh, certificate from the name so I can be able to poof, suppose it. I'm going to send it to these guys. Cigar so you have to call into the show then to tell us what the name is. <laughs> yeah, of course. We'll wait will. 20 days. There we go. Uh, I'm going to send it to Coop. Can you tell us about Butcher. the cigar? Can you tell us about the cigar? The cigar? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what kind of cigar is it? Do you, do you okay. blend? I was trying to get into that. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, this blend is a full body blend, all right? To my palate, right? Some guys, it might be a medium body. Uh, it's going to feature that wrapper, same wrapper. The Ecuadorian yeah. Habano. No, the uh, Costa Rican wrapper, yeah. Got it. And uh, it's coming in a box of uh, 12. Uh, it'll be four sizes, uh, 60 ring gauge. Uh, a 54, a 52, a 50, uh, and that's pretty much it. Bigger ring gauges, bigger ring gauges than your normal. This is yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, it allows you to blend better your cigars. You know, you can fit more tobacco in it, and and and, and it's you know, it's flavor-wise. I mean, the tendency nowadays is thick cigars, big ring gauges, because customers are very educated. They're looking for flavor. So that's what we're giving them. I'm not seeing myself in the next two years doing any Coronas, any 40, 42s, any Marevas, oh. any Lanceros. You, you, you're, you're digging me Even deep though there. I had the visa to do that, because those those ring gauges, they don't they don't carry any Ligero. So you have There's to no have room. the right visa for yeah. it with the right strength to make them. 
but I'm not seeing myself in that direction yet. Because, you know, you have to stand it. We'll know? see what happens when we have you on the show again next time. We'll see if you make any yet or not. Santiago Diaz from Pure Roma Cigars, I want to thank you very much for being part of Kismayas Radio today. It was great hearing about your story and your brands. We'll definitely stay in touch and see how you progress in the cigar industry. And we wish you the best of luck at the upcoming show. Right. Hey, it. thank you very much. Thank you for your time, Up guys. ahead, a Recluse Trivia. If you want to win some cigars from Recluse, start dialing 877-960-9960. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Hey, hey, this is Eddie Tega. Oh, oh, shit. Are we on? Hey, are we on? Are we off? Are we ready? Are we off or are we on? Eduardo Fernandez is at the front of one of the largest tobacco growing operations in Nicaragua, producing strong flavors from the valleys of Jalapa, Condega, and Esteli. Casa Fernandez uses Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaf in all its factories. The Fernandez family are growers and blenders by nature. Light up our box-pressed Aganorsa leaf cigars, available in our very own Corojo Jalapa wrapper and in San Andreas Maduro. The Aganorsa leaf Maduro, one of the best cigars of 2013, rated 92 by Cigar Aficionado. The Illustri, a 5x48, is now available in stores. Prized by a small group of devout followers, Juan Lopez cigars are likely the finest and rarest of the Nicaraguan puros favored by aficionados. Each year, a scant few of these beauties are handcrafted from the choicest Nicaraguan tobaccos. Every leaf is carefully selected for exquisite flavor and strength. The Juan Lopez smoke is intensely flavorful, rich and robust, yet smooth and well-rounded. Discover this rare treasure for yourself. Surgeon General's warning cigars not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
Mike Smith, Johnny Steve here with my game. Now Steve, the Blue Meister, and the lovely Lady M, giving her dad instructions over her phone on how to turn the TV on in the house. Is he figuring it out? I don't know. No, he might not figure it out. He may. I'm not sure. It's the we'll input, find out. Dad. It's the input Push button. Push input. <laughs> What's the button that changes the HDMI? <laughs> Good segment with Absolutely. Yeah, I tell you what, man, I, I love those stories, man. Because you know, coming from an immigrant family, even though I, I was born here, um, I, I just find that you know Americans who are blessed and born here just really don't realize what people go through to get here. Mm-hmm. When they get here, how, how what you know what an experience and a privilege it is to a lot of people. I always I love stories like that, man. That, yeah. Great stuff. Oh, yeah. And great cigar. Good stuff. I mean, if oh. you haven't, I really, I mean, look, it's not your everyday price point cigar, but it, if you, I, I never understood why they stopped making cigars. Now I got a better understanding yes. why, because you can't really make a low end cigar out of the Canary Islands. Government's you know, killing you. Everything's too expensive, but Canary Islands always produce, produced fine product when cigars were being made out of there. So uh, it's good to see another brand out there out of the Canary Islands, and it's, it's, you want to try something that's really different but solid, good smoke? Uh, I would definitely highly recommend it. And in fact, we got a special guest in from out of town today. I came in for the Bunker Buster release party last night. Cigar Coop, what's up, Coop? Hey, Abe, how's it going? Nothing, buddy. Welcome. Good to see you as always. Thank you for having me on. Are you familiar with the, the Carcier line? Yes, I have. We've reviewed it. Um, that ten-year Golden Blend is an excellent cigar. Solid, solid smoke. Santana's doing some great stuff. No, very, very happy, and uh, wish him the best of luck. So, Coop, what brings you to town? You, you, you like these uh, uh, parties that uh, Smoke and throws over here, huh? No, no one throws a party like you, Abe. Thanks a lot. And I happened to be in Florida this week up in Orlando, <coughs> and I, uh, it was a long week, and I figured what a great time to unwind and have a good time down here. Thank you. Yeah, we're real happy with it. You know, we, we did it on the 70th anniversary of D-Day. Uh, we had a lot of veterans in here, but we had we just it was themed good. Everybody was in camouflage. We had the mess hall tent. Everybody got the little metal trays for the food. And <laughs> that was the, that was the great the Salisbury oh, yeah. steak and the little roll. The mashed potato yeah. and your roll was like yeah, it was yeah. like really you really kind of got a little military portion meal. <laughs> and we had the jewel sergeant here. Did you hear him do a couple? Oh drugs? yeah, he was good. Yeah, the, he was good. The camouflage. Uh, Cocktail waitresses were good, too. Yeah, you like those, you like those uniforms, <laughs> huh? Oh, great. Yes, the, I can barely hold them above my breast at the top. So you like those, huh? Goop guys. Well, listen, thank you for coming. We hope you had a good time. Absolutely. Have you had a chance to smoke the Bunker Buster yet? I have. Um, and you can I, be honest. I won't. I won't. No, uh, <laughs> it scored a, scored a 91 on the site. No, excuse me, a 90 on the site. I think in about six to eight months, that's going to be a really special cigar. You, it, the, I was just talking to J.D. about it, too, and, and he agreed with me on that. It's been getting better and better because the cigar that we had, uh, Eric and I were on the, the Dojo Live last night, and the cigar that we smoked, the Great Smoke, and the cigars we were smoking last night really have evolved immensely already. But it's a Great Smoke now, too, so I mean, yeah. it's enjoyable now. Well, listen, I wanted to get you on the air while you were visiting. I know you weren't scheduled to be on the show, but um, uh, earlier this year, uh, some news went out, and a cigar media association was formed. That's correct. And I know you're involved in the Cigar Media Association. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what that is and what it's about? Right. So a lot of us are cigar media, and I don't like to use the word blogger because I think it's just too limiting. But there's, there's folks who are bloggers, there are podcasters, journalists, and, you know, what we're trying to do as we're building brands is we want to be able to be taken seriously. And... In other industries, industries are investing in online media. 
there's been a resistance in the cigar industry for a lot of reasons. Yeah, well, I don't understand why. Uh, it, yeah, outside of, I've been, I've been advertising in most uh, cigar media for a long time now, and regularly. And I, I've always had a very positive experience uh, with dealing with you guys in specific and your sites and the fans of your sites. I really only had one bad experience with um, the Cigar Nut, this kid David Hall, who I will say openly on the radio, a uh, very unethical person who actually took money from us and then took down our ads. And, you know, we emailed back and forth about 20 times where he says the check's in the mail, he's going to refund our money. The check's in the mail, the check's in the mail, the check's in the mail. And, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to fly out to wherever he is, Indiana, for $500 or whatever it is, you know, screw it. But it was a very unethical thing because it's a very small industry. You know, we see most of you guys on a regular basis, and most of it's done on faith. You know, you send a bill, I pay for a year in advance, you, you put my ad up on your site. So I was kind of good to see something like this formulate because... I'm hoping it sets a kind of standard, you know, that kind of defines people who are really in it and serious in doing a job and guys who are trying to take advantage of this industry. Right. So we wanted to improve the relationship between online media and the industry. And that was really the goal of the association. And there were things, you know, we had to do in terms of how we conduct ourselves from a business perspective. You know, a lot of people get into online media for the wrong reasons. And then they realize the it's work. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, realize it's work. Yeah, yeah. And and how many of these people fall off the map? And then suddenly they want to show up at a trade show and they want to be there, but then they want to be taken seriously. Right. Um, and then there's people who are, you know, the trick-or-treaters and things like that. Sure. We wanted to separate ourselves from that. And so what we're doing is, you know, we are looking to operate under a code of ethics, you know, where we're going to conduct ourselves professionally. Um, improve that overall relationship with the industry, improve the relationship among ourselves where we're collaborating, sharing best practices, those types of things. And, and, and so you, you set a standard of which somebody has to be and require in a code of ethics they have to maintain to be a member of this association. Right, right. You can't go bad-mouthing another brand. Um, you know, you want to treat the industry with respect. We're not, we're not trying to get rid of freedom of the press. I mean, right. we have to sometimes do our job. But, um, you know, you don't need to protect on personal. You want to be respectable. Right. You don't want flame wars. And we've seen flame wars between bloggers going back and forth. And you just want to keep it respectable and be a true media format. Exactly. Exactly. Because if we start doing those things, then we improve the relationship with the industry as a whole. And then we're taken more seriously. No, absolutely. Now, uh, is there a fee to be uh, a member in the association? Not this year. We may next year have to, as we start doing things, um, look at some fees. I'll be honest with you, because Kiss My Ash Radio is, is a member of the Cigar Media Association. We signed up. I was actually surprised you didn't have a fee. I really thought you guys should, because there's going to be some maintenance and some stuff involved to maintain an organization like this. Yeah, we wanted to get the group together first. The idea was to, to get the group together, and then as we start doing our planning into 2015, I believe there is going to be some fees we're going to have to assess there. Sure. How many members of the media association do you have now? Fifteen. Fifteen members. Great. And I, I think part of this, too, is the IPCPR has kind of had a brash relationship with bloggers and the media for a long time now, people taking advantage of the system. And I think it's, it's a great way to transition to it. Are, now, are they only allowing people who are members of the group to come to the show, or will they still allow... Do you know, are they still, like, because I know they have a 
uh, a media membership. Right. Correct? Correct. And um, if you're not part of the Cigar Media Association, will they still grant you a media membership? As of this year, yes. Hope to see that change. We're hoping to see that change where they look to us and say... If you're not a member, you really... I, I think they should. Right. I think it's a great way to weed, weed out a lot of the problems. That, hey, I spent three years sitting on that board, and I hear all the whining and the complaints. I think it's a great way, because basically they're letting you do the own policing of who qualifies to come in or not. It really takes them out of the equation. In the end, it's their show. Yes. And they have to make the decision who comes in and who comes out. But what we want them to know is if you're going to bring a CMA member into the show, they're credentialed and they're going to be acting in a professional manner. Yeah, because I actually sat on the board where we tried to determine how are we going to segregate who's a legitimate media person or not. And, you know, I think it's a lot easier if you have an association that's doing it for you and say, hey, great. They're a member of the association. We know they're good. Yeah. We've taken some criticism in terms of self-credentialing ourselves. Um, there's people out there who don't feel that we don't have the authority to do that, and it's, I think it's a fair argument to some extent, but who do you want credentialing you? Some third party? Well, let me ask something. Is the, is the criticism coming from people who aren't in the media association? Other, I mean, is it basically fellow media people? It's, there are media people who have resisted it. Now, we've opened it to anybody. So if they meet the criteria, they can get in. But there's some people that never even came to us asking what our criteria was. They rejected it outright. I, I, well, I, since we brought that up, I'm curious now, what is the criteria that classifies you to be a member of the Cigar Media Association? Well, we're looking for people who are, who've been around. So a minimum thing is we want a brand to be around for a year. Okay. Um, after a year, you can apply. And then we're looking for a regular publication that they're doing. And we've been saying an average of about three per month. There are some brands that maybe we have to adjust that here and there. And we're not looking for these long gaps where someone's off the radar for two months. You know. So, so basically someone who is a regularly active person in advancing this, their, their brand. Because right. we brought that up earlier as a big thing. You're having people with a brand as a whole that is a strong foundation to be. Right. Okay. We're also asking for now recommendations, um, references. So we don't want to hear that someone basically has held a manufacturer hostage for a box of cigars in order to review it. You know, we don't want folks like that. So we're being real careful on things like that as part of the application process. Well, listen, you're never going to make anybody happy. There's always going to be somebody complaining about what, you do, what you're doing. In principle, in theory, I believe it needs to be done. I think there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, listen, we're going to start it. Because as long as it's your group and it's made up of people within the industry and there's an equal say of how things are getting done, no one should really have a problem with it. So I wish you the best of luck, continued success, and uh, keep us uh, up to date on what's going on with the Cigar Media Association. And thank you so much. Um, appreciate you even putting the logo up on the Kiss My Ash side. Sure, it was great sure. seeing it there. No, so. no, we're proud to be a part of it. And I, I, think, I think it's a great thing. I think when you set a little level of standards, respectability, the only people who are, aren't going to be happy with it are those unrespectable people, in my opinion. You know, I mean, uh, you know, what, or people who have a problem with it, really, it, it means what? You, you don't want to have a level of standard. So, yeah, I don't get it. But I, I'm for it, and uh, I think you – I know stuff like that is not easy to put together. I know probably hours of phone calls and emails and work. So I know you and Seth and a lot of other guys who were hardcore involved in the beginning, thank you for your hard work your diligence and uh, keep it up appreciate it thanks cigar coop thank you uh, up ahead after the break uh we got recluse trivia and randall from california he's going to see if he can win himself a five pack of cigars you're listening to kiss my ash radio
Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shells, but undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves acid cigars. This is Eric Espinosa. You listen to Kiss My Ash Radio. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoking locations. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral? That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rick Loose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rick Loose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rick Loose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rick Loose cigar and do it today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. Honest Dave here with the Gang Adam Kids and Bryce Dragon. No social media award winner today. I'm shocked. We said it about four times. 20 times. Colin, no, <laughs> Colin, no one called in social media? Winner, Carrie Montgomery from Washington. Thanks for the update. Carrie nice. <laughs> Montgomery from Washington. You call our social media word, Costa Rica. You're going to win a five-pack of these awesome 10-year right golden cigars, man. They're solid. So thank you very much. Well done. Keep listening to the show. 
Um, also, we have Recluse Trivia. What? You think this is a game? No, I think Jenga's a game. Trivia fiends and pop culture junkies unite. It's Recluse Recluse Trivia. Iconic Cigars, Recluse Trivia. We have Randall from, excuse me, earlier I said California, but Lady M can't write. It was Louisiana. Randall from Louisiana, welcome here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for calling, Randall. Uh, are you smoking a cigar this morning? Uh, actually, I'm on my second one already. I smoked an Oliva G. Maduro, and I'm smoking a uh, Romeo and Juliet Havoc that I purchased from your fine institution. <laughs> my man. <laughs> well, good good job. All right, are you a fan of Recluse Cigars? I'm a fan of any cigar, but I, I do love the Recluse Cigars. All right, we have a trivia question. Hopefully you'll get it right. We'll send you out a five-pack. Shoot. All right, the Recluse Cigar Selection is produced exclusively by Tobacco. Tobacco Lira, Leyendas Cubanas. Cubanas. All right. So every tobacco leaf in the recluse goes through how many fermentation cycles? They have a specific eight. amount of fermentation cycles. What do you think? It's eight. Eight. You got it. Wow. Didn't even hesitate. Not at all. Well done, Randall. Well, we're thank you. S- thank you very much. We're going to send you out a five-pack of recluse cigars. My brother, keep listening to the show. Tell your friends. Oh, I listen every Saturday and tell everybody about it. Thanks a lot, Randall. Keep it up. Thank you. Uh, thank oh, you. He's solid, man. He just nailed it. He didn't even have to Google it. We didn't even give him a chance. No, he's, uh, he is a recluse fan. All right. Well, it's time for a showdown with John D. 13. Cigar, cigar, showdown with John D. 13. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You scared? Well, you should be. Great intro. <laughs> that's okay, that's a good one. Now, hold on. I, I, I know out of the four of us sitting here, Adam's the only one who knows that reference. I came here to... Uh, tr- uh, you know, kick ass and chew bubble I gum. I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Um, that's a uh, wrestling. It's, uh, it was in a movie. Well, it, it was also originally a uh, wrestling term from the wrestler from the. Yeah, he was in the movie. Oh, um, which movie was it? Oh wow, I thought for sure. Oh, is it, it's, get... the, it's a Sly Stallone film, isn't it? No, no. Is it the one with Hulk Hogan? No. All right, then I'm. I don't think Rowdy, I saw it. Rowdy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Yeah, John that's D. the guy Rowdy, who says it. And the movie I think was called Alive or something. Something or, like that. Yeah. yeah, it was aliens were taking over with these special glasses he could it, see. Oh, and he's such a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> Abe, it was called They Live. They Live. That's they right. Live. I knew it was Alive or something like that. They Live. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> but yeah, They Live, and it was so stupid. But that was one of the lines of the movie. But uh, I tell you what, I I don't watch the show. I came home and my wife was watching it. Uh, celebrity wife swap, but it was Rowdy Roddy Piper and Ric Flair. <laughs> Talk about the greatest celebrity wife swap ever, ever. <laughs> I tell you what, you know he's like he's like a country, yeah, homebody dude. Yeah, really. Like he lives up in the mountain. He's got like six, seven kids. His wife does. I mean, no frills. His wife does all the chore work, and you know he doesn't like to go out dinners or nothing. I mean. I mean, like, like, like his meatloaf, you know, I mean, homemade yeah. meatloaf. I mean, really, like, woodsy guy, and his wife goes to Ric Flair's, who has nannies and spa days. It was hilarious. It was actually one of the best episodes I could ever imagine of Celebrity uh, Wife Swap ever. And this is something I never thought we'd hear on Kiss My Ash Radio. I tell you what, man, but if you're going to watch Celebrity Wife Swap, you want to watch the episode, 
with Rowdy Roddy Piper and Ric Flair. Woo! All right. That I being he said, goes, does he go around the house yelling, <laughs> woo? No, woo! He, he ain't going around anywhere yelling anything anymore, <laughs> but may he rest in peace. I think Ric Flair passed away, didn't no, he? No, he didn't. No? Ric Flair? I no. thought he did. I think he's still trying to wrestle. And we look it up. I think Ric Flair died. What is it? Ric Flair. Ric Flair. No, the un, uh, the Ultimate Warrior just died a couple is months ago. Is that what it was? He just died like a month ago, but look it wasn't. Ric Flair. I don't think yeah. Ric Flair died. He's yeah. still alive. All right, sorry. The Ultimate Warrior. Sorry, Rick. Yeah, the Ultimate Warrior just died. I, 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 you're one wrestler, you're one wrestler. The wrestler is a wrestler. His son died. That's right. Ric Flair's son did die young. That's right. All right. All right, John D. We gave you two cigars to smoke during this great show today. Why you're not looking too happy over there, buddy? No, it, 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 there are a couple of you know medium plus to full bodied, and this early in the morning, smoking those back to backs a little. Just need a little bourbon. That's all. Yeah, that's true. I got a good one. <laughs> we got the new good one. We'll, we'll be trying that before I leave. All right. Oh yeah. It'll I be reckon. noon then. All right. There so tell go. us about your experience. All right. Cigar number one, uh, five and a half by forty six, forty eight. Very firm, a nice brown wrapper. Had kind of a dull finish, didn't have a lot of sheen to it. Very good pre-light draw. You know, that nice, pure tobacco flavor on the pre-light draw. Uh, good initial smoke volume. You know, a little bit of pepper in the first uh, first draw through the first inch or so. Uh, very nice, even burn. Uh, I'd call it like a medium profile for the first third or so with a nice gray ash. Uh, in the second third, the middle third, the um, the pepper faded a little bit, became more of a, a creamy kind of smoke. It, it started to pick up some strength, and that strength continued throughout the cigar. Uh, need a little touch up on the burn in the middle third, but that was the only touch up the whole cigar needed the entire the, the entire 45 minutes or so it took me to smoke it. Uh, in the final third, the pepper and the spice picking up a little bit, it comes back to the forefront. Uh, the strength uh, continues to increase. So by the end, it's like a it's like a medium plus, maybe a little bit on the on the lighter side of a full-bodied cigar. Um, it's uh, it's one of those cigars where, and I don't know if this makes any sense or not. You, you're smoking it, and you don't really know you're smoking it. It's such a nice, easy-going cigar, really a lot of flavor that you're not paying a lot of attention to it. It's, it's there, and you're really enjoying it. So you're not you're not having to relight. You're not having to do anything else to it. So. You know, all in all, it was, it was a very enjoyable cigar. Uh, if I had to guess, it sounded like a like a Nick Puro. I, I've smoked it before, I think. To me, and, and once again, this won't make any sense. It uh, it has a lot of the same attributes as like a Sindicato, but you know, knowing the Sindicato, and I've smoked a bunch of those, it's not a Sindicato, but it has a lot of the same attributes that Sindicato has. Uh, it's one of those uh, kind of a sneaky, strong cigar at the very end, and I'd definitely smoke it and buy it again. All right. Very high raves for cigar number one. So cigar number two? Cigar number two, uh, five and a quarter by 52, which is a little little larger than I like to smoke. Uh, had almost like a reddish tint to the wrapper. Uh, good pre-light draw. It, it was a little bit sweeter on the pre-light draw than number one was. Uh, good smoke volume starting off, medium gray ash, uh, less pepper than number one. Um, the problem with this cigar I had throughout the entire cigar was the burn. And, and if you've ever had a cigar where, like, the, the filler was a little, I don't know, too tight or something, but the filler was not burning as quickly as the binder. So what you had is what I call the pointy, mm-hmm. where you, you go to ash it and you've got this point on the end of the cigar. And this one wasn't in the middle. It was obviously offset. So there's a little something going on with, uh, with the filler on the cigar. 
Uh, it's a little gritty. Uh, so, obviously, the, these weren't virgin thighs it was rolled on. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the smoke stayed strong in the, in the, uh, in the middle third. Uh, like I said, the burn continues to kind of be a problem for me, distracting. And the strength on this cigar, just like number one, is continuing to build, continuing to build. Uh, the final third, it's it's a little bitter, but it could be just because you know I'm smoking two of them back to back first thing in the morning. So it, it could it could be me, could not be the cigar. Uh, the pepper's all but gone in the final third, but like I said, you've uh, you've still got the the strength building, but it's it's not as complex. I didn't think as number one. So um, it's one of those where it, it started off a lot better than it finished. Uh, even, even though it got stronger, it got less complex as it went, if that makes any sense. And uh, this one, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it was uh, Nick Puro. It probably had some Honduran mixed in there with it. But on this one, there, I mean, to me, it's hands down number one. Really? Yeah. Number one, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. It, it will be shocking to know that he's spot on. Once again. Once again, that's why we have him. This John is why he is, because, and he said number one reminded him of a syndicato, which makes sense because they're made by the same factory. Number one, the winner today was a Casa Fernandez okay. Miami Robusto. All right. Wow. And in second place was the Alec Bradley Racis Cubanas yeah, Robusto. So I, I don't, I don't smoke Alex Bradley, so I probably wouldn't have ever Alex smoked. Bradley. Yeah. Alex. Alice. 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 <laughs> to me, it's Alice Bradley. Al- Alec. <laughs> Alec Bradley. Uh, well, once again, Cigar Showdown, John D13, the Casa Fernandez beats the Alec Bradley. Which Alec Bradley was it? The Racy's Cubana. Racy's Cubana. Well done. Well, you know what? Casa Fernandez, people really don't, you know, he, he's got such an enormous amount of solid, great tobacco. It, it's it's, a, Arsenio, it's almost Arsenio, like a sneaky brand because people really don't think about it, but it's, it's a great cigar. And Arsenio Ramos is really yeah. a hell of a blender. I tell you what, man. Uh, you know, it, it, I like blind reviews like this because, like, you, you probably wouldn't have expected it. No, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, it's not one of those brands that people are just talking about. It's not about. something I walk in the humor I'm yeah, going to pick up. Yeah, I agree. But it's always makes solid brand. Always That's why stuff. we have Cigar Showdown. After the break, we're going to do Fat and Crap. And, of course, who belongs in the Cigar Asylum from CLE Cigars? Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I've worked long and hard to create a Cameroon cigar. We've been saving Cameroon wrappers for seven years to come up with the perfect cigar, the Vintage 2003. This cigar has a Cameroon wrapper from Africa, delivers a sweet taste, medium-bodied, a ton of flavor, yet it's smooth on the palate. If you've never tried the Vintage 2003, please go out and try one, because this Cameroon cigar is going to deliver everything you're seeking. Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. One of their best lighters is now even better. The popular Enigma Double Jet Flame Lighter is now the new Enigma 2. Complete with a new clean design, this lighter was re-engineered for dependability and performance. It feels more ergonomic in your hand, and new internal components give it the horsepower you need. Like everything Zycar, this comes with the incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by smoking today and become part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. This is Rick Ardito, 724 Cigars. Kiss my ass radio. Kiss my ass. Uh, yeah. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, 
so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. Casa Fernandez has done it again. Following the breakout success of the JFR 770, Eduardo Fernandez has transformed the way you look at the everyday cigar. At four and a half inches and a 46 ring gauge, the JFR Junior has taken all the flavor of a Nicaraguan Puro at an incredible value and balanced it perfectly into an enjoyable everyday Corona. Made exclusively at the Casa Fernandez Nicaraguan Esteli factory, the JFR Junior will be sure to please the palate of even the most staunch aficionado. Don't wait. Make sure to pick up the Casa Fernandez JFR Junior at your local tobacconist today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. I'm Steve here. Kiss my ass radio with my dean. And the love. Did you guys figure out the TV? He did. He got it going. An hour later, he just said, he's, he's sending me the messages, and he doesn't really know how to work his phone. I, you know. Doesn't know how to work the phone. Doesn't so know how to work like the TV. So it's like one word messages. Definitely heard that. not working. Blue <laughs> screen. <laughs> and then all, all I see at the very bottom of all of them. Got, got it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, he thinks he's he thinks he's telegramming. <laughs> it literally send, is. Send. It's not like missing working. like five letters. It's That's just like hilarious. a <laughs> abbreviation of every. It could word. be worse. It could be hitting send between every letter. <laughs> wow. All right, John D. While well, we got you here, we're going to do a segment with you, classy. Or trashy. It's time to play. Is it classy or trashy? Come on, let's do this. You look bummy and sloppy and like you don't know how to put on your damn clothes. You stay classy, San Diego. It's a place of business. All his things are. It's like writing books for intros. I'm telling you. I think we have more intro time than we have radio time on the show. All right, here we go. Classy or trashy? You ready, John? Yeah. Socks with sandals. Trashy. <laughs> Brazil hosting the World Cup. Trashy. Really? Why? Bunch of wackos. It's not soccer in general or soccer, Brazil? Oh, you know, they're, they're fans. I mean, they'll kill people. If you don't win the World Cup, they will kill you. <laughs> Only if you're from uh, Colombia. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Well, not to mention, they, they, they're they probably not prepared. They barely got everything finished. They have no mass transit system. It's probably going to be a... We're probably going to hear yeah. a lot of bad stories in the yeah. next month. FDA regulation on cigars. Oh, please. Trashy. Big girl, small bathing suit. Oh, trashy. Baseball. Classy. 80 ring gauge. Trashy. Wearing a backpack after 30. Trashy. You need to be finished again. <laughs> I had an estimate that 8 out of 10 would be trashy. So far, my core is yeah. on. Short shorts. Can be classy. On men. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Limited release cigars. Trashy. Dumb questions on our radio show. Trashy. It was 9 out of 10. We're trashy. There we go. John D. 
13. And apparently John likes baseball, but not soccer. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's, it's a different version of paint. Ooh. Oil versus latex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the show's starting to spin. Let's do a quick segment of quick hits while we got everybody on here. Let's all of you get involved, especially Lady M. Okay. All- fast, fast, fast. Last night I cut the light off my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed for the room. Thank you. <laughs> God, we got an intro every three seconds, man. Jeez. All right. <laughs> intro to intro to intro. Uh, Thank you, Colin. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> I was going to say, we always like to see how Lady M's. <laughs> thinking works in these games. I heard a phrase. I had to steal it. Somebody described a woman as a a complex network of flaws. <laughs> I don't, that's not you. I'm it's, just saying. Okay. But I, just think, I think it's a great way to describe a woman, though. Complex network of flaws. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Quick hits. Ready? Clydesdales. Horse. Crying. Beer. Because okay. that commercial with the Clydesdales and the little puppies. Oh, my blood God. Blood oh, I cried okay. for hours. <laughs> Summer. Cigars. Heat. Yeah, bikini. That's what I said, bikini. Yeah. Yep. Droopy. Drawers. Eyelids. Dwarves. Dog. Eugene, droopy dog. Look at him. Does he look like Droopy the dog? <laughs> One day I was sitting there, you remind me of a cartoon character. I couldn't figure out what it is with the sagging eyelids. It was Droopy dog. Look oh, at him. wow. Yep. Looks like Droopy dog. Poor guy. Slumming it. Slumdog Millionaire? <laughs> uh, sweatpants. John, don't get it. I got none. FDA. Sucks. Bad. Horrific. That's why I said sucks. Trippy. What? Trippy. Balls? Trippy balls. Drugs. Trippy. Or tripping. <laughs> All right. Picnic. Basket. Ants. Red and white. Tramp. Stamp. Stamp. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. They're unanimously <laughs> slap. But fist. <laughs> what did you say? Fist. Slap fist. Okay. Hand. Slap sure. fist. Jumping jacks. Workout. Gym class. Too much. Exactly. All right. It's time to see. Uh, we gotta play another intro. <laughs> it's time to. See, this is a sponsored intro. We gotta yep. play it. It's time to see who belongs in a cigar asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. Alright, here we go. You see all these cigars? Cigar and Asylum cigars. Here we go. A 39-year-old teacher in New York named Joy Morsey, who's married with four kids was sleeping with a 16-year-old student for a year. Where were these teachers when I was growing up? <laughs> I, I mean, it happens all the time. It's all I, the time, every I must other have, week. I must have fantasized by at least a half a dozen teachers growing up. Where were any of these teachers? They, it was a different time back then. Because I tell you what, it would have never made the press with me. I would have been like, all good with it. No problem. <laughs> Mrs. S, if you're out there still listening, I loved you. <laughs> Mr. Vopolis. Nice curvy Greek woman. Nice. She bought home the feta. All right. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So she was sleeping with a 16-year-old student for a year. My wife's going to ask me who the heck Mrs. S is when I get home. All right. 
She was able to keep the relationship with him a secret until last month because she got jealous because he asked a girl to the prom. Oh. Unbelievable. He's one of them. Apparently, she flew into a rage. They stopped sleeping together, but two weeks later, she rebounded by sleeping with another student. Oh, Where boy. were these teachers, man? It sounded like the first kid told one of his friends about prom fight, and the kid told his parents. So Joy was arrested on Tuesday. The second student came forward after he saw her on the news. So she was arrested again on Wednesday oh, after boy. she bailed out on Tuesday. She's facing up to eight years in prison. But was she hot? Uh, she was, no. Or is she one of those? Typically they're not. I don't know. If you're sitting with a 16 Except for the one in Tampa. She was hot. Yep. Yeah, that was a lucky boy. Yes. Yes. His parents are probably going to sue me now, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. One more. It's amazing that 22-year-old Lindsey Horn of Salem, Alabama is alive. Yes, it is. We're thinking she's probably going to use her second chance at life to lay off the booze now because, you know, booze is not a good thing in excess. Lindsey was out in Auburn, Alabama on Tuesday night and got very, very drunk. Emily, you paying attention here? I'm very... Okay. <laughs> she was so drunk that on her walk home, she laid down to take a nap. Oh. I'm tired. I'm drunk. Pass out. Let me let me take a nap. She happened to lay right down on some train tracks. Oh boy. Of all places. You know, I guess the ice cold rail makes a good headrest, you know, when you need some place <laughs> to lie down real quick. And while she slept, a train came down the tracks and went right over her. Wow. Yes. Miraculously she didn't wind up with a single scratch. The police think she survived because she's skinny. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> and because the train only had two engines and one car. Not a bunch of freight cars that might have sat lower on the tracks. Lindsay was arrested for public intoxication and disorderly conduct, but all things considered, she could be grateful to both of you, Lindsay Horn and Joy Morsi, you both belong in a cigar insane asylum. Brought to you by CLE Cigars and Asylum Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope we made you laugh. We hope we entertained you for a couple hours. My traditional closing, life is short. If anyone doesn't like it, what are you telling them, J.D.? Kiss my ass. That's right. Be merciless. Spare no cigars. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out.